Readers take in dialogue one thought at a time. A frequent mistake of beginners is to combine thoughts, which may be suitable in other forms of writing, but not for dialogue. Another mistake is speechifying. Three sentences at a time is tops, yet many beginners write speeches that go on and on and on. Solstein. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leesis. As we have said many times this month, as we've been talking about info dumping, just because you put it in quotes doesn't mean you're avoiding the info dump. Dialogue can be an info dump that is just as annoying as personal narrative. At least as. <laughs> because we've experienced actual natural dialogue every day of our lives, it's very easy to spot bad dialogue, even for people who aren't trained to spot these things. It's very rare that any one person talks for seven sentences, ten sentences in a row without having somebody else jump in and interrupt them in some way. So what are the problems with info dumps in dialogue? We're going to address three main ones and then go back and tell you how to solve these. The first problem that I see happen frequently is one character telling another character something that the other character already knows. It would be like me telling you, yeah, like your book that released this last week. Yeah, you know that. I don't need to say, yeah, like linked that book that you just released. That is irrelevant information. As compared to linked the book that I released three years ago. <laughs> no, there's only one. I see this all of the time in dialogue. There was a book that I just started recently, and the premise is really interesting, but I felt this so much with the dialogue. The characters were talking to each other and rephrasing something that had happened in their past in a way that sounded like they were telling it to the other person for the first time, even though both people involved had experienced it when it happened. As a reader, that's incredibly annoying. We will also sometimes see that the other person doesn't know the information, but they also have no reason to know the information. It's incredibly unnatural dialogue. So this is another part of that first problem. This happens a lot, I've noticed, in rom-coms, where you'll have a character who gets flustered and they run into somebody and they just info dump everything about their bad day. I'm sorry, nobody actually does that. This is like the Willem scream, when you start seeing it, you can't stop seeing it. The second problem that we see when info dumping through dialogue is that it feels very out of character for that character to be saying the information. So if I'm telling you about law enforcement, it doesn't make any sense because you know a lot more about law enforcement than I do. That would be like me trying to tell you about Kung Fu. Good luck. Yeah. I really don't know anything about it other than that there was one time everybody was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> I don't know if you've been following the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. I'm on episode three. If you spoil it for me, I will murder you. There is a moment in, I believe, episode five, as spoiler-free as possible, where a character who's been somewhere between secondary and tertiary, she's popping up in and out quite a bit, 
suddenly tells Obi-Wan her whole life story just before they're about to be attacked. She died, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. This you see a lot in screenwriting, especially because they want you to have an emotional connection to the character just before they die. The third problem with info dumps in dialogue is that most of the time it ends up with one character talking too much. This is the one with the Sherlock Holmes novels where one character shouldn't even have the breath control to say all that she just said to Sherlock, and it's all perfectly relevant information with nothing extra involved. Especially in Sherlock, I'm sure those were all run-on sentences. Here's the thing. If you have a character that is likely to talk a lot, they're not likely going to talk about everything relevant. They're going to go on tangents in their storytelling process. Or other people will cut them off because they know this character talks a lot, and if nobody cuts him off, he'll talk forever. All in all, if it feels awkward to you as the writer, it's definitely going to feel awkward to you as the reader. So this is definitely something that needs to be solved. Solving it comes in two parts. First, you gotta find it, and then second, you're gonna solve it. In order to find it, your best way to do that is to read it out loud. If it doesn't feel natural, cut it down until it does. I'm especially going to put the caveat of punctuation in this. If you're struggling to breathe three quarters of the way through the sentence, your character probably is also. That's one of the most useful things, especially if you're very familiar with these words because you've written them and you've edited them a thousand times. You read faster than you talk. Make sure you're reading it out loud so you understand, if nothing else, your breath control. The next thing you can do to find it is by reading through and marking which parts you are wanting to skip and skim. This kind of comes with a cautionary tale because you do know your story a lot better than everybody else. You may be tempted to skim all of it. But is there any length of text, a chonky paragraph that you just glaze right over because it's exposition world building? If you do, take a closer look at it. What can be cut? Another way to find it is looking for information that either the other character knows or the audience knows. I'm going to, again, point out Downton Abbey for this one. They do a great job of not repeating information when gossip is flying. Because you see one character tap another one on the shoulder, I have to tell you something. Scene cut. And then we get to the most interesting version of that gossip that's flying. So if the audience already knows about it, cut it out. And the final way to find it is to look for words like was and I feel or felt. Those are red flag words that you're telling rather than showing and are often red flag words for when you are doing exposition. Was is kind of okay as a character word choice there, but for the most part, it's one of those signs, especially in dialogue, that you're telling information that you don't need or that information can be cleaned up and made more interesting. So now that you've found all the problems, it gets down to solving it. The very first way to solve it is that whatever information that you're trying to convey, if it's through dialogue, make sure that there's an opinion to it. There's some twist to it so it's not just one person giving a history lesson. 
This does double damage of taking it out of the info dump dialogue section and making it character driven. Plus, the person that they're talking to will often have a slightly different or completely different opinion, and that can break up the wall of text that you're inclined to put in there because they want to argue with it. The next possible thing you can do is to make it a soapbox. We've talked in the past about if you do have to convey a lot of information, make sure you break it up and you have a foundation giving of information and then a detail later on. The soapbox only works for the detail thing where you're going on a very specific rant about this one holiday and how it's all a conspiracy by chocolate and flower people and blah, 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 blah. We don't need to know about all of the Pantheon and all of the holidays. Making it a soapbox goes under the opinion section, but you can rant in that case. So it's like me. If somebody comes up to me and asks about gun use in movies or books, I'm just going to rant at them. I will take a very long time, get very specific, especially about the gun thing, because it is a magazine, not a clip, unless you're talking about very specific kinds of guns. And it's not a silencer, it's a suppressor. Anyway... <laughs> exactly. I could go on forever. This goes to show you that having another character in the scene to interrupt the soapbox will be a gasp of fresh air for your audience as well. If you have a character going on a soapbox rant about their opinion and you have another character that can counter it in some way, that creates something interesting and compelling that is giving a lot of information without it being exposition. The last solution we wanted to pitch to you is to take it out of dialogue entirely. We've mentioned this when talking about cleaning up your dialogue. We've talked about how to add subtext and depth to your story. And the solution is literally taking it out of quotes. Let the character think it and maybe give a physical gesture that communicates the same information. It's a lot better to break up your dialogue. Even if you do have a page full of information that you're dumping, so long as you break it up in an entertaining way in a conversation, it makes it a lot better. Like our quote at the beginning, you really don't want more than three sentences at a time that your character is saying. This also gives you, the storyteller, a great opportunity to lie and communicate the information. So if I am telling you blah, 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 but then I can't make eye contact and it's like my hands are, are in front of me and I'm wringing my fingers. We know whatever the information that I'm conveying to you is a lie. You can deepen the characters and deepen your reader's connections with the characters with a lie in your info dump. That lies communicated through subtext, through the physical gestures, not just, by the way, I'm lying to you. Dialogue is very nuanced, if you do it right. It is a great opportunity for you to explain the world, especially if you have like a Greek chorus character or those debate conversations. It gives you a really good chance to show the reader what's happening in your world but you'd need to do it carefully. You need to make sure that it is a conversation, that there is that subtext. And you do that by writing selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>